Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This is the Big Theory Podcast. We might be childhood friends and I might drive you around the bend, but I'm sure it's crazy kids will work it out in the end. I might kiss you on the lips despite your nose, but I guess that's how it goes. Let's keep falling in love with our strange bedfellows. Um... <clears throat> <clears throat> Never had to introduce the show before. I don't know how to do it. Uh, hi, hi, do you and guys welcome. Still do that? T- um, could you not? I'm sorry. I'm sorry oh, is it? Could you not? You don't like being interrupted when you're introducing the, the show. Sure, sure, sure. Um, hello and welcome to Strange Bedfellows. My name is Tanner Greenring, and I am a strange bedfellow. My name is Jamie Green Ring. Ring. (laughs) Am I also a strange bedfellow? Mm -hmm. You better believe it, honey. (laughs) Um, Jack had a baby. He had a baby. And you were married to me, so you know this better than anyone. But Jack and I failed to bank episodes, bank bank episodes, get it together, do any kind of pre-planning, uh, have any kind of foresight at all. None. So instead of recording with Jack, who literally has a one week old at home right now, mm-hmm. uh, I'm recording with my wife. Hello. Jamie Greenring. Hi. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you so much. It's not your first time on the show. No. Um, but unless you play your cards right, it will be the last. I was trying to decide what kind of line I wanted to take. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like, it's not your first time and it's not your last because Jack's on paternity leave for a few weeks. But <laughs> you really turned your first, it around on me. Nor is it your last unless you really fucked this up. I mean, not, whatever. I, I could be I could be sitting on the couch looking at Instagram right now. You know what? It's not good. It's, it's That's boomer humor. Like, oh, take be- my wife, please. That yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, we don't do that. do that. We're millennials. Not, that's not the posture, we do that. right? We, do we talk about love. We wife. talk about support. We talk about caring for one another very deeply. Um, you and I have a baby together. Yeah. We have a famous segment on this show called Dad Talk. Dad Talk. I know you're not a dad. Nope. Um, but you're dad adjacent. You're a mom. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking maybe we could... I don't know, spend at least a half an hour talking about how cute our kid is. Oh, I thought you were going to say that we should spend at least half an hour talking about what a nightmare bedtime was tonight because that's like all that my brain is occupied with because we had a a minimal buffer coming from a very unpleasant bedtime to sitting down to record a comedy pod. Well, did you drink three beers? No, I ate Do a bowl of granola. Do you want to pause and go drink three beers? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> it helps. It helps you. Here's what happened at, at lunch today. You were only sort of around for this, but I did lunch today. Oh, by the way, welcome to the show. This is a podcast. Welcome romance to the podcast. podcast. This is a, a Strange Bedfellows. It's a, a romance podcast where we discuss romance books. Our guest this week is Jamie Greenring. And by guest, I mean co-host because Jack is having a baby. Uh, Jamie, and by Jamie Greenring, you sort of also mean Jamie Green. It's like it's tricky because because we're married yeah. and in our house and in our family, my last name is Greenring. But yes. I'm on a podcast right now, and, and, and in the eyes of the of the law, yes. But in the eyes of the people, what do you mean by the people? You mean society? Fans, because they're too. I mean my adoring fans. Okay. Yes, professionally, you go by your your former last yes. name. My maiden name, because because you wanna you wanna blend in with the crowd. That's that's great for for authors is to have like a 
a very uh, common name. I mean, what's what's great for authors is to continue writing under one name for their entire career. Do you want to talk about how cute our kid is, or do you want to spend half an hour relitigating the fact that you're kind of upset that I kept my prior name professionally? The former. Here's what happened at lunch today. <laughs> is I was sitting there feeding him lunch, and we were talking about the afternoon, after nap. Uh, I think he's finally starting to understand the difference between nap and and bedtime. Yeah. And he was doing a very cute thing where he was just kind of listing off like a like a, a an like itinerary. A, an itinerary. Yeah, of all the stuff that he thought we would probably get up to this afternoon. And he was like maybe we'll watch TV, maybe we'll watch we'll do VR. Yes. Yes, America. <laughs> Sometimes I put my kid in VR. So what? It's 2022. Uh, maybe we'll watch Blaze, maybe watch Bluey, uh, and just continue to go on and on like that. There was no stopping him. What's your favorite milestone? Oh, I thought, I thought that was the setup to what the cute thing was. That was the cute thing. It was the setup and the payoff. True. True. Um, was there what you were sort of around? Was there another cute thing you did? That was no, it. no, no. That was it. I thought you were gonna tell me something I didn't know that I wasn't there for. I was telling yeah, uh, he, the listeners H. the sex bugs. <laughs> they were not there. Um, I thought a cute thing was this morning you got up with him when he woke up ungodly early because it was your turn. I just realized because I'm, I'm you usually a get to sleep in hero. Well, but you usually get to. I usually take the early morning, the day after you've recorded a podcast, but we're. Both recording. Both recording a podcast. What a tonight. scam. Yeah. What a scam I've fallen for. Hopefully he'll just f- sleep until nine or whatever. And then we'd have to keep him home from school. That'd be yeah. a bad idea. He better better go to school. He had a snow day today, listeners. Is the yeah, other thing. wasn't a, 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 a flake on the ground. There thanks, Ned. Was... Hey, thanks, Ned Lamont. <laughs> the cute thing that he did today was, so you got up with him around, you probably got up at like 620, 6.30. Mm-hmm. I don't know what time it was. I, got, that was up, when, I got out of bed at 6.30, but he woke me up at like 5.45. Yeah. But the, I looked at my phone and I said, school's closed today. And you got him and took him downstairs to eat breakfast and came up and got me around 7.15. And then as I woke up, you guys just spent like 10 minutes in bed playing butterflies and caterpillars. Yes, we did do that. That was yeah. pretty cute. It was a new game where Miles is a butterfly. Well, he's both. He keeps going back and forth. And I'm a sentient it's like, cocoon. It's like um, Tenet. Oh, I haven't seen it. And I know for a fact that you haven't either. <laughs> but I listened to a podcast about it. So I, he, he does a, a temporal pincer. Yeah. Going back and forth between, but I'm a butterfly. I'm a caterpillar. And he lies down and is a caterpillar. But then he will also act like a little like baby worm when he's a, yeah. butter, when he's a caterpillar. He yeah. understands that caterpillars are the babies. Yes. And, and when he's a baby, he, baby goes, talk. he goes, me, 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 and then he'll come into Papa's cocoon and he'll turn into a butterfly and then fly away. It's also really been a struggle to get him to be quiet when we're waking you up in the morning. His yeah. instinct is to um, Mommy! get right in your face and scream at you. But we've had to we've we've been really drilling gentle wake ups. Yes, gentle. He also understands tender. He'll go, Good morning, Papa. Yeah. Except morning. he doesn't call you Papa, he calls you Dada. Good morning, Dada. I know. Jack, if you can just edit out when I said Papa and replace it with... Jack is editing these, right? God, I hope so. I'm certainly not. I'm not. Um, should we talk about the book that we yeah, read today? Yeah, that was... Dad Talk. Dad Talk. Um, we read a book that was recommended book. by the former New York Times romance critic. Oh, me. So, Oh, is that you? Oh, I'm looking at my notes. It is you. That's ah. you. Why aren't you... Hmm, quick question. Yeah. Why aren't you the co-host of this podcast? I get too sleepy at night. What's What business does Jack Shepard even have hosting this show? He's repressed. He uh, hates talking about sex. He has no background in romance. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you... Mm-hmm. We're the dang... Romance... Columnist, yeah. Columnist for the, mm-hmm. the dang New York Times, the old gray lady. Mm-hmm. For years. I don't know. Yeah, people could wonder. People could wonder. Um, it's because it's too much of a time commitment for you. I know yeah, that I'm to too be sleepy. True. We read a book. What book did we read? We read The Charm Offensive. Mm. Jack, edit out this pause while I try to get back to the cover to get the author's name. 
Allison Cochran. Thank you. Yeah. We read The Charm Offensive. It was so cute. It's a cute book. It's a cute book about two boys, um, men. Boys, men. Boys to men. Uh, falling in two love. of the members of Boys to Men falling in love on the set of what's a romance it, it's, show. It's a not the dating show. It's which is definitely not The Bachelor because it's uh, is it called Happily Ever After? Um, it's something very similar to that. If not it's that. just it's The Bachelor, but fairy tale themed. Yes, it's it's The Bachelor. Oh, Jamie, you just reminded me of something. What? Do you remember? It's called Ever After. Okay. Do you remember? Ever after. God, I gotta look this up. What is that? Into the woods. After. Yep. God, you've you tried your hardest to indoctrinate our kids. He was so into, into the, it for like a week. Into the Into the Woods soundtrack. He made me listen to the first song on the album about a thousand times, and it's nonsense. You are gonna get so many angry emails. Good, bring them on. Um, what was I looking up? I have no oh, idea. I remember. Do you remember a few years ago when I was very, very into a reality TV show called The Quest? Yes. Where it was a reality show like like the um, like Survivor. Yeah. Except the whole premise was they lived in a castle in like the it was LARPing. Italian countryside. They were just LARPing, somewhere. right? Austria. Yeah, it was it was LARPing. It was, like it was LARPing medieval, the like Renfair. Show. It was like Renfair Survivor LARPing. It was Survivor. It was Survivor except everyone it was it was like LARPing. fantasy. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> they were all wearing like leather gherkins yeah. and like <laughs> wait. Doing like foam. Aren't gherkins pickles? Jerkins? <laughs> I don't think it's called a jerkin, is it? That's like oh, nasty. Oh. Here, let's look it up. What's Pretty what did sure I say? You said gherkin, which G H E R K I N. Almost sure that's a little pickle. Here, I'm on jerkin. It's called it's called okay. a jerkin. Mm-mm. Like you're jerking it. Yeah. It's like a leather coat without arms. It's called a vest. Don't you have a segment for this? <laughs> Look, the definition is literally a sleeveless jacket. So I well, guess then the de- what's a vest? we do have a segment for this. It's called Jamie Greenring Fashion Genius. And it's well, all about how Jamie luckily, Greenring doesn't know anything about fashion. Okay, tell it to a placket. What a good show the quest was. <laughs> and we're all worse off for it having not been renewed for more than one season. Yeah. What a beautiful show. Twelve here, let me read the format to you real quick. Twelve people compete in a reality competition that takes place against a backdrop of a high fantasy setting. The oh, kingdom I just remember of there was Everrealm. a queen. While the ongoing storyline is scripted and the contestants are interacting with actors throughout the competition, yes. the actual challenges and eliminations are genuine and determined by the contestants' abilities and decisions. But right, there was like an actress playing the queen, and there would oh, be like the a knight who would come paladins. in. And what a yeah. good show! Why did we? <laughs> why did we let this slip through our fingers, America? What channel? What like what network? Was ABC. It on? ABC oh. was like we're going to take a big swing at this. Isn't ABC home of The Bachelor? Is it? I don't remember. It's well, been it's a long Disney time Plus since now. we've watched. <gasps> Jamie, what the show ran for a single season on broadcast but... television, and a reboot has been announced to be broadcast on the Disney Plus streaming service, which we, as two parents, are happy subscribers to. Oh, you're. Pre- I like pretending that we have Disney Plus for Miles and not for Star Wars. All the Star Wars stuff, yeah, yeah, and, and Marvel. Marvel TV shows, yeah. yeah. All right, what are we but talking about? This book, which is essentially the novelization of. The reality show, The Quest. Well, it's The Quest plus The Bachelor. You know The Bachelor. You've watched The Bachelor. We just watched The Bachelor last week. I know. We watched one episode of it, and then I, the next week I was feeling too sensitive and tender to hate watch something, because this season is a hate watch. Let's be real. Yeah, the boy's a real pill. What's his yeah, name? He's, like Clayton? Something stupid. I don't know. He and the new host look exactly the same. And I just realized that you know how I said that since Rose Buddies is long gone, we should have a Bachelor podcast? Congrats. I just tricked you into doing it. No. I yes. won't talk about The Bachelor any more than I have to. Well, we, at one point, Bachelor. many years ago, Yes. let's see if we can remember the names of the contestants whose seasons we watched. The first one was the blonde girl who picked the anti-vax quarterback's brother. Yes. Um, and then I guess next was Nick and then was Rachel. 
I think we probably watched three seasons. Yeah, and we used to invite people over to desensitize our dog. <laughs> right. This was like soon after <laughs> our, we had adopted Hercules. Function. And he was so um, reactive to visitors to the house that we started have, and the trainer was like, you have to have people over more often. So we had people over every Monday to watch The Bachelor, and it was great. It was super fun. The, the best season is not one of those three. No. It was the one season of Canadian Bachelorette. I'm going to say the only good season that we've ever watched is the one season of Canadian Bachelorette that we watched. And I will say this, there's a new host on Bachelor this season. Mm-hmm. God, you did really did trick me into doing a Bachelor mm-hmm. podcast. <laughs> there's a new host on The Bachelor this season, and he's like a pill. And he looks just like The Bachelor. And he looks just like The Bachelor. They're You're both right. like big football square jaw. Meanwhile, the host of Canadian Bachelorette is a ghost. Was such a charming gentleman and also was the host of Carnival Eats. Yes. A show on the Food Network that we watched a lot of right after Miles was born. <laughs> we, we used to watch Carnival Eats every time we had guests over and we sort of ran out of conversation. You would just start flipping through the channels and then Carnival Eats would be on. And we would be like, We're, we don't have any more conversation because we have a yeah. newborn. So oh, like, my, favorite, my favorite show Carnival Eats is on. Carnival Eats is always on. Yeah. Noah, I think his name is the host. Yeah, Noah. That's But anyway, right. if you can find the one season of Canadian Bachelorette, it is beautiful, perfect television. DM Jamie, she'll send you the link. She still has it. I do not still have it. No. Uh, DM Jack and ask him. Why would Jack have it? I just I just want to do it to annoy him more than anything. Um we're not here to talk about the Bachelor. I guess. We're not here to talk about the quest as we're much here as to talk about- we both mutually want to. Mm. Right? Mm. We're here to talk about Ever After. We're here to talk about... The Charm Offensive. Who I have decided to call Dave. And was, you've decided to call Dev. Well, we're both wrong. We're both wrong in a lot of ways. I, as always, sex bugs, bed pots, ha- listen to the audiobook of this. And I read um, the word book. And you read the radio novel. Yeah. The narrator of the audiobook very clearly and very distinctly is calling the love interest of the book Dave. And I, when I said that to Jamie the other day, she said, uh, you mean Dev? And I said, no, I mean Dave. And then we discovered that he's Indian American. Yes. And his name is spelled D-E-V. Yes. We're both wrong because the vowel in it is a lot like Dave, but the D is softer. It's probably one that I'm not capable of pronouncing. I checked in with my friend Swapna about this because her son is named Dave. And that was good. Thank you. You took I, a run at it. I took a run at it, and it's something that requires taking, like, it takes focus because it's not a language I speak and it's not pronunciation I'm used to. That's his name. Right. He's the, the narrator of this book called him Dave the entire time. And to the and, degree that I mostly forgot that he was an Indian American character. You know how you like, as soon as a character in a book is like described a certain way, it just sort of like clicks to either a fictional person or a real person that you who know. Who did it click to for you? The um, have, Are you familiar with the, uh, the Disney film Atlantis, The Lost Kingdom? I'm not. <laughs> Wait, it clicked to a cartoon character for you? Oh yeah, 100%. <laughs> I was picturing um, Michael J. Fox's character from Atlantis, The Lost Kingdom as Dave. The entire time. The Lost Empire. God, no wonder. Oh, sorry. Sorry. You said no. You've never seen Atlantis, the Lost Kingdom. But But have you seen Atlantis, the Lost Empire? No. Okay. Let me send you a picture of this. This character. Oh, I turned off. Are you texting me or are you chatting me? I was going to send it in the chat. Is that okay? Okay, do that. Yes. Okay. And if if you and re, just a reminder, you're t- kind of taking the Jack role in this episode. So when I send you links to pictures, you have to say, "Oh, it's a it's an audio medium." That's a really bad Jack impression. Um, it's loading really slowly. Okay, Jack, just edit this out. Jack, leave it in. Milo James Thatch. (laughs) 
I just had the stupidest thought, which is that this cartoon character looks exactly like a character from my D&D game, which is like the most useless. <laughs> but he looks like Chester Copperpot. This is this is who I pictured the entire time I was reading this book. For Oh, for I the, just pictured Rishi K. Sherway, the former host of Song Exploder. Yeah. But anyway. But anyway. He's a Dave or, or Dev. I'm going to say Dave because that's what the narrator called him the entire time. Okay. Dave. Swapna, Swapna did say that she really hates when people call her son Dave. Okay. God, I want to be sensitive about this. But I don't want to like just say Dev because that's even that's wrong. wronger. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, we are going to call him Milo. Milo James Thatch. Okay. So we couldn't pronounce the name. So we're just giving okay, him fine. like an... Okay, no, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Let's just call him Dev. Dave. 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 Um, Dave. I fled Hercules we'll, out of we'll the office. We'll just do our best. Second. We're doing our best. One sec. Um, we are twenty three minutes into recording and have. Yet oh, you know to... it goes for like oh like an hour, right? Did you think we were wrapping up? No, I just feel like at some point we should maybe like name the other main character. Of okay, here's book. what I was gonna. Here's what I'm gonna do. Oh, okay, I'm gonna have you describe you have a plan. the novel. Okay, I would like for you to take ninety seconds. I need and about this is a 20. format. This is a format that Jack and I have largely abandoned. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm gonna give you ninety sexy seconds. On the big sexy clock. Okay. To describe the entire plot of this book. Do you want and me this to romance do it, like, between Dave? Sexy. Yeah, do it sultry. That's not weird for the listeners. That'll get them all charged up. <laughs> Let me Google 90 second timer real quick. It, oh, 90 second keto bread? No. In five, four, three, two. Charlie is a disgraced tech entrepreneur CEO and he's super hot. And in trying to rehabilitate his image, he agrees to be the next Prince Charming on the next season of Ever After, which is like The Bachelor, but with fairy tale theming. And he doesn't realize that he's gay, but he is, and he falls in love with Dev, who's Dave, who's one of the producers on the show, and they fall in love. They're not supposed to, but they do. Okay, you still have 60 seconds left. Um, the woman who seemed like she was going to be the winner when it seemed like he was going to make himself choose from the female contestants, also turns out to be gay. Yes. Um, do you remember her name? No. Daphne. Daphne. Um, and that's, I mean, that's it. It's, it's a full-length book. It's a great book. But it's the plot-wise, that's the plot. Okay, you still do have 24 seconds, okay. but we'll just let the clock run out. Interesting that I was like, Jamie, my beloved, my co-host, my other beloved, <laughs> uh, Jack just had a baby. I need help. I need you to help uh, co-host my romance podcast with me. And also, you're a much more well-read romance connoisseur than You guys I are catching up, though. So would you please suggest a book that we should read next week? And you decided to pick a book that's about, like, Elon Musk. <laughs> you were like, oh, I want to read this sexy romance about Elon Musk. He is absolutely not Elon Musk, and I will tell you all the reasons. One, he's hot. Two. Okay, well, beg to differ there. Oh, please. Two, he's smart and nice. <laughs> Three, but he's... He's good. He he's like he, I think Elon Musk is meant no. to be the model for Charlie in Absolutely in some not. ways. Absolutely not. That is such like a disgusting thought. I do you know how Tanner please don't don't make let this be an escape. Elon Musk is You're so You're making bad. it sound like I like him. I don't think that he's the model for Charlie at all. So Charlie's background is he and his best friend from Stanford started some tech startup we don't even know oh, he's like, andrew garfield's character from uh social network yes that's right? more yeah i like that better and andrew garfield is a cutie so yeah but but charlie he, charlie's not a cutie charlie they say is like 
like Marvel superhero hot. He's like tall. He's got an eight yeah, pack. It turns he's, out he's, he's got compulsively exercises. Yeah, he's got OCD and it and he's latched on to exercising. Yeah, and like it just happens to have made him like a sexy ripped up man. Yeah, that's a romance um, novel. But it he's is a like he's novel, nice yeah. and good, and like his arc over the course of the book is about in realizing that someone can know him as a person and can know his mental health struggles and still love and accept him, he becomes more comfortable with himself and becomes like sort of relaxes a lot and comes out of his shell and like accepts being a weirdo instead of trying to repress it and hide it. But he's like, he got kicked out of his company after having uh, like a a panic panic attack attack at a board meeting Yep. Turns out that his co-founder is like a real, real asshole. Josh. Um, Josh is bad. Josh's are always bad. Wait, what? <laughs> Don't tell Josh you said that. Dave, on the other hand, yes, is like a skinny wiener. Yeah, he wears like ugly cargo shorts. Yeah, that's what they keep. They keep hammering that point. How like ugly? How like heinous his his cargo shorts are? Yeah. Um, and it's what endears Charlie to him to some degree. Yeah. Um, he's like a skinny, scrawny little wiener boy. He's the producer of this show. And he like believes in the show. He like actually thinks that the show is about people. That he like believes that people come on it for the right reasons. Yeah. And, and he, um, I guess, tricks Charlie into falling in love with him by doing lots of practice kissing. Yeah. So the idea is like Charlie's practice dates and practice kissing. practice dates. Yeah, Charlie is super awkward, like in a bad TV way, and has a lot of trouble doing TV dates with the ladies. And so Dave, who's his handler, is like, "You need to get comfortable with being on a date with opening up to someone. So let's just go do that for practice." Yes. And then they start making out all the time. They do start making out all the time. Can I ask you a question real quick? Yes. How comfortable are you with improv comedy? Do you know? On a scale of like very to extremely. Seven? No, it's it's the bottom. Zero is very and 10 is extremely. Yeah, seven. Okay. Because you just mentioned something. What did I just mention? That Charlie is not the Prince Charming that he's supposed to be. Mm Mm-hmm. He's bad at the reality dating show stuff. And are you getting at? mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Bad at kissing, at being touched. What's what's the first thing he's bad at? Well, the very first thing he's bad at is when they're recording the the intro package Mm -hmm. to introduce Charlie to to America and to his suitors, his... Sutresses. Sutresses. I don't think that's the word. It is. I think it's sutress. Yeah, okay. It sounds like suture. Um, Tanner, I used to be the romance critic for the New York Times. That's true. That's true. And you're a professional writer and editor. I am. I'm just some dummy. Yeah. Um, The following passage happens. Yes. When he's trying to, to record this intro package. Two days ago, Ever After took Charlie to a beach where they expected him to ride a white horse for the intro package like the Prince Charming he's supposed to be. Prince Charmings are supposed to intrinsically know how to ride horses. They're definitely not supposed to be afraid of horses. Instead of looking strapping and manly, he kept slouching and delaying production and grimacing with every uncomfortable jostle of the saddle until the sun was gone and everyone was generally pissed with the shots. The bald woman running the set called him fucking uncoachable. And Jamie. Yes. The reason I ask if you're any good at improv is because this reminds me of a long-forgotten segment on this fairly new (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Called Love in the Time of Horses. Um, Jack and I, Jack is my co-host, by the way. Um, oh. I know you don't really listen. Jack and I have 
uh, piece of intellectual property we're, we're kind of kicking the tires on. Mm-hmm. Um, unsure whether or not we want to like have an option to be like a, a movie. We obviously would not do like direct to streaming or anything like that. It would have to be national motion picture theater release. Mm-hmm. Or it could be a book, or it could be like you know any number of different kinds of media uh, that it could take the shape of. But it's called Love in the Time of Horses, and mm-hmm. it's a beautiful love story about a woman named Pud mm-hmm. and a lord named Lord Swalwood. Yeah, and their love, mm-hmm. and there's also vampires and gungans and the main enemy the main antagonist of the book is horses Horses. and the horses have gone wild and the horses have started to um hunt down humans and kill them or something along those lines we haven't really fleshed it out yet see charlie knew charlie knew what was up let me ask you another question you ever seen dawn of the apes no because i'm pretty sure that's what we've got here i don't think that this is Charlie failing to mount and ride a horse. I think this is the beginning of the horse uprising. And I think what we're looking at here, or what this passage is meant to inspire, is a prologue chapter to uh, Love in the Time of Horses. Yes. We have to cut the break soon, so we have to keep this pretty brief. Okay. Are you ready for that? Yes. Okay. Prologue. In my vision, this is years if not millennia before the events of love in the time of horses okay i'm gonna pause you there Mm. romance prologues Mm -hmm. usually feature one of the main characters but vampires are immortal Mm -hmm. so it could do that but neither wait is pud a human or a gungan is one of them a vampire I think both of them might be Gungans. I think both of them might be vampires. I can't really remember. I don't think they're both vampires. Okay, well, then they're certainly both Gungans. Are Gungans immortal? Can Gungans be vampires? God, I wish. Right. Um, I think anything could be vampires. Okay, so Swolwood is a vampire Gungan, and he's in the prologue. I think here's what I want to do. Okay. I want the prologue to end with, like, I want there to be a shadowy figure in the prologue and i want the prologue to end on sort of like a cliffhanger which is like we discovered that the shadow fa- shadowy figure 2000 years before the events of this book is lord swalwood okay that works that works that works okay okay prologue prologue i have to look something up real quick um spaceship where humans and cylons meet in battlestar there are Cylons in this now, too? No, 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 no. Intro. Interior. Uh, cold. Uninviting. Almost industrial feeling corridor on a spaceship. Emblazoned on the wall in military script, we see... Uh, Battlestar Pegasus in what did I already say military script yeah we see the words Battlestar Pegasus I like the horse resonance there Uh, auto door in the distance swishes open with a mechanical hum okay and hop in anytime I as soon as I know through the door steps a a the figure of a man bathed in shadow wearing a long cape he walks commandingly down the corridor his heels echoing as they click against the concrete uh plasteel uh reverse shot behind the man's shoulder so we can't see his face he sits at the table opens up a, a small portfolio full of papers and begins to, to leap through them. Clearly not expecting the door on the other side of the corridor to open up. But just as he's about to pack up and leave, we hear the telltale whiz of the auto door opening on the other side of the corridor. And in steps a horse. 
and you take it from here. I know you haven't seen Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. But this is how Battlestar Galactica opens. The humans and the Cylons have this tense peace every Wait, year. No, they we meet. we watched we watched this. We watched like three episodes of it together. I've seen this okay. one. Okay, okay. Uh, so then the horse shoots, it, but the the Cylon shoots the man. But that we yeah. don't have to do that. We can take this in whatever direction we want. You're a writer. You know this. This is um, this is your this is your bread and butter. So the the horse, I guess, carries in its mouth and lays down on the table puts on the table in front of the man a small um like video Gun. player like a no like okay. a, like a futuristic iPad okay and the horse leans forward and with its nose because it doesn't have hands taps on the video screen to make the video start playing okay and uh the man in shadow the camera from behind the man's shoulder zooms in on the futuristic iPad screen until that is just what we're watching and there we see um, does it do the matrix sizzle thing you remember them in the sure. matrix yeah, yeah, when yeah. they kind of like go going, to the screen and yeah, it goes like sure. wah, yep, wah, yep, wah. yep 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 it does that um, and then we see a beach at sunset and a white horse uh, slowly walking down the beach and and sitting tensely on the horse's back is a beautiful blonde man with an eight pack of abs. You can't see it, but like you can tell that that's yeah. what he has. Um, Quick girl check. Well we'll, well, we'll have to get to that. There must be textual references. Okay. Um, and he is very uncomfortable, and he's trying his best to stay on. But then the horse looks straight at the camera for a second knowingly and gives a little shake and the man very awkwardly and painfully falls off and splats onto the sand and a little poof of sand dust comes up and then we're back in the room with the horse and the man in shadow and you take it from here cut to an extreme close-up of the man's mouth still you can't make out any details about this is it human or gungan um human And he is watching the video and you see his mouth sort of like widen into a sardonic grin. And as his as his mouth opens and more of his teeth show, you see that he has vampire fangs. (gasps) And he says, yes, good. Let the horse uprising begin. (gasps) We are your eternal allies in this. And he sort of nods knowingly, and then it cuts back to the man in full profile, and we see that it is the vampire lord, Lord Swalwood. Is it the profile of his face or of his, of his dick? It's both. Okay. He's, yeah. He's sort of standing, just full body nude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, he's still got his cape on. Uh, and then That's a prologue. That's, that's c- cut to present day. That's Chapter a prologue. One. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we should probably take a quick break. Do you have to pee? Uh, I could. <laughs> okay, good. I could. Good, good, good. Yeah. And now, a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Um, a dilly dilly, my lord. <laughs> oh, hey, it's Evil Jack here. I was just workshopping some of the most evil ways to start an ad spot. Evil Tanner couldn't make it today because he's busy trying to break his previous record for how many people he can tell that they should smile more in a 24-hour period. I just wanted to give you an update on our uh, evil company, BetterHelp, uh, where we help evil betters to um, make small, lucrative bets on extremely wicked outcomes. Uh, Like, for instance, I bet that I can accidentally put my own bag on the weighing area of your self-checkout at the grocery store so you have to call someone over to make the machine work again. Well, basically, since you asked, it's going uh, pretty badly um, because apparently the name of our company sounds too much like the name of our sponsor, BetterHelp. See, it's pronounced completely differently. Their online therapy that will uh, pair you with a licensed therapist in no time at all. 
Um, and in addition to not even really sounding the same as our evil company, BetterHelp is easy to use. It's entirely online and they are super flexible. So it's no problem to fit them into your own schedule, which is completely the opposite of how we do it. Anyway, everyone's saying that we shouldn't use the name, which causes me grief, anxiety, self-esteem, and LGBT matters. And to make matters worse, um, I can't even get therapy for this stuff because I don't believe that men need therapy because I'm evil. If you're ready uh, to give online therapy a try, though, all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Bedfellows today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Bedfellows. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back. Jamie and I went through a real phase a few months ago where we were watching a British man play two and a half hour games of Sudoku. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on YouTube. Uh, and then you really caught the Sudoku bug after that. Yeah, You've sort of I been a Sudoku fiend ever since. Huh? I still play it. I play it every night before bed instead of looking. I mean, I'm still looking at my phone, but instead of looking at social media, I'm just looking at grids of numbers and it really helps me just fall Makes asleep you feel better yeah i i caught the sudoku bug briefly after that but then um very quickly caught the final fantasy 4 bug <laughs> uh which took over um we have a lot to discuss we do Segments. so far we've barely touched on the on the the book at all we've True. only explored our own book and our child's cuteness yeah he's cute but we do have some obligations yes responsibilities yes that we have to take care of uh while we're here and the first is um well this book had some sex some what s s e x some seo like sex it was sex it was sex and i know you're like this modern like progressive woman who's not afraid to talk about sex and you're open about it and love talking about it and hearing about it um but you know me i do you know that that's not me no no i um i'm much like my my co-host jack in that um it scares me and yucks me out yeah it's weird that you guys decided to do a podcast about sex books yeah i know i think that was most of the joke um but there this, is a sex scene in this book. It's a little horny. The The thing with the book is it's very horny, but it's not very graphic. Explicit. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that's true. Although I do think still that this is a podcast that people are listening to around the dinner table with yes. their family, yeah. their extended family oftentimes. Mm. So we don't want to be too graphic and too explicit on the show. Okay. So... I want to describe the the book's only real sex scene to you. Okay. But we are going to have to sanitize it. We're going to have to, uh, what what we call in the industry, bottlerize it. Ah, of course. Bottler was the guy um, who founded the town Baldersgate in the lore of D&D. Do you know what I'm talking about? There's There's a city in Faerun called Baldersgate, and it was founded by this guy called Balder, who famously hated sex. I think I don't know the the, bod- the bottler stuff is like Jack's thing. 
So okay, let's um, uh, let's read the sex scene. So these two, Charlie and Dev, they sort of do this like flirtatious, like practice dating, practice kissing thing, because Charlie isn't quite aware that he's attracted to men yet. Uh, for for a good bit of the book, he's he's like toying with the idea that he might be asexual, just because physical attraction to people seems like difficult for him. Yeah, I think he ends up not like totally specifying where he is on the ace spectrum but that when he is attracted to someone if they've had you know if they have a strong enough connection it's men is what he realizes yes um but he also he has uh ocd so that kind of gets tied up into their their love play too their love play becomes very confusing because it's it's like this like fantasy fictional pretend like pretend kissing stuff but anyway, this is the culmination of all of that. Because they do it in they, the shower. Um, they do it in the shower. Yeah. Okay, so you want me to just read this? We're going to say, well, you can start to read it if you want, but we are going to have to do a lot of stuff. Yeah. Have you, are you familiar with the show at all? Tanner, it's, um, I know this is really awkward. I've actually been on the show before. Oh, okay. Uh, right, right, right. Yeah. Yes. So you'll know then that we're probably going to have to start and stop a lot. Yeah. Where do you want me to start? Charlie kneels down in front of him. Charlie kneels down in front of him. Stop. What? Too suggestive. Well, just give him something. Charlie kneels down in front of him and says, uh, oh, oh, look, a, a penny. Same same thing. Okay, which one is it? I lost a penny. Okay. Charlie kneels down in front of him. I lost a penny. Breathe, he reminds himself. Just breathe. He's very worried about the penny. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. Water sluices down Charlie's nose across okay. his. It's raining outside. They're outside, yep. not in a shower, right? Across yep. his clavicle, traveling yep. the horizontal fault line of his abdominal muscles, which are under the shirt that he is still wearing, right? Yes. Okay. It's, um, it's charged. I'm not gonna lie, it's charged. Well, it's about to. You just wait. Uh, and De- and Dave hunches forward to protect Charlie from the water as he takes Dave into his mouth. Okay. Let's stop there. Is is Charlie a giant? Oh, but even I I think I appreciate the the avenue you're going down. I still think that's too sexy. There's a lot of people who are that is right up their alley. Okay. Takes You kidding me? Giantess? Those big ladies. Four? Those big ladies in Breath Zelda. Of the Wild. Yeah, you're living proof. Look at you. My you wives. love those big ladies in Zelda. <laughs> Not in a sex way. Um, okay, so what do we do here? So what's happened so far is that Charlie has lost a contact. A penny. Or a he penny. lost a penny in the rain. In the rain. And water is... He hunches down in front of Dave. And what could he be taking into his mouth? As he takes the penny into his mouth because it got he dirty. He accidentally eats the penny. Oh, he ate it. Oh, no. Okay. So uh, Dave hunches forward to protect Charlie from the water as he accidentally eats the penny in his mouth. Okay. okay. I'm con- can I? Can we t- stop down for just a second? Yeah. This is two friends hanging out. Yeah. One drops what I assume is like a lucky penny. Yeah. Because his reaction to dropping it in the rain is like, oh, shit, I have to find this penny right now. Yeah. He drops to his knees, starts looking. Yeah. The other guy... Hunches over him to protect him from the rain. But has the penny? No. No, no. Dave hunches forward to protect Charlie from the water as Charlie puts the penny in his mouth. And he's like... I got it. He's he's trying to protect the penny. He's thinking to himself, I almost lost this thing. I never want to lose it again. I never want to lose it again. I'm just going to make it a part of me. Okay. Inside of me. Yeah. Okay. That seems extreme. You know what? It's high drama. It's romance. It's intense. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, love, Dave says involuntarily. Everything he says. Why would he say that? Because he says, why'd you just eat a penny? penny? Oh, love. Why'd you eat that penny? Why'd you eat that penny? He says involuntarily. That's good. Everything he says and does becomes involuntary. His other hand. Yeah, he's like, he's in a sense of like heightened. He's like freaking out. Tension. Yeah. He's like, why is this guy eating pennies? Yeah. His other hand sweeping through Charlie's hair and holding on tight because. Spit it out. Yeah. 
He says, so here it says, he says, please and thank you. So it's more, he says, spit it out. Yeah. And he's like command. Yeah. Please, please spit it out. Thank you. Please spit it out. Thank you. And he falls into Charlie's lap when it's the over. Penny. <laughs> the penny falls into Charlie's lap. Sitting on the floor of their hotel shower wrapped up in wet limbs. No, that doesn't make any sense for this story. Okay. Uh, he says, he says, please spit it out and thank you. And the penny falls into Charlie's lap when it's over sitting on his lap uh, on top of wet limbs because the penny just fell into his lap okay Uh, Charlie pulls him into a rough kiss um Charlie pulls the penny into a kiss I missed you it's a why does this guy always want this penny in his mouth I don't know but it does set up the next line which is uh when Charlie mutters I love the way you taste to the penny. Okay, so his his whole thing is he just like did we just he really wait, wants Tanner, to eat wait, this penny? Yeah, I know. Did we just write someone with a penny fetish? I'm not even sure it's a fetish. I think it's like a. Have you like? I think there's this. Is it thing my strange like, addiction? Oh, maybe it's he like has, my strange addiction. He has, a, like, he has like um a mineral like deficiency, a penny, so he's craving tasting. craving copper. Maybe he has a copper deficiency or nickel. I'm not sure. Head. I'm not sure copper is a thing humans need to live. Okay, which one of us is the science writer? Okay. Um, what what in what part of the body uses copper? I'm sure something uses the golf copper. muscles because they're always selling those copper bracelets on TV. So whatever muscles are used in golf, that need lots of copper. Typical diets in the United States meet or exceed the copper RDA. Mean dietary intakes of copper from foods range from 800 to 1,000 micrograms per day for children aged 2 to 19. and adults aged 20 and older, average daily intakes are 1,400 micrograms for men and 1,100 micrograms for women. So people do eat copper. How many pounds is 1,400 micrograms? micrograms? I mean, I can tell you how many grams it is. That, that's meaningless to me. Copper is necessary. Whoa! For- Do you want to guess how many uh, pounds? Is fourteen hundred micrograms? Yeah. Uh, the answer might surprise you. Point oh 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 one. No. What? Point oh 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 three. Okay, I was off by two decimal places. So copper is is an important cofactor for several enzymes. It's involved in energy production, iron metabolism, neuropeptide activation, connective tissue synthesis, and neurotransmitter synthesis. Okay, fine. He knows something we don't. Because he's gobbling up these pennies. Like it's a penny buffet. Just one. He only needs a thousand micrograms. I love the way you taste. Penny. Penny. And and Dave bursts out laughing. That's the end of the scene. Yeah. The sound is wet echoing off the wet walls. Of his mouth. (laughs) Charlie looks offended and pleased with himself. And scene. And scene. It's just a slice of life story. It's like this American life over here. Here's a story about a guy who just like fucking loves eating pennies. Okay. Good. Good job. Thank you. We did it. We did it. We did the hit segment. Um, do you want to do another hit segment? Yes. Do you, uh, did you bring me segments? I'd hate to, to step on toes here. No. I mean, I've got a burn, but... Okay, let's hear it. <gasps> what was your burn? I have two. Should I start with one? Then oh, I have none. So why don't you just my second one is act, your second one is actually mine, and you stole it from me. My second one because we were sharing notes because we have a family account on iBooks. The notes so do we were not, sharing notes. The notes do and not. Jamie saw my over. notes and she was like, "Ooh, I'm going to take that one." No, so actually, Jamie's second burn is my burn. At dinner today, I said I have two burns, and you said I have none, and I said you didn't get the one about how Ryan's dressed, and you said no, I have none. I don't remember that conversation. I'm glad you paid such close attention to our conversation. Okay, so Dave's ex-boyfriend is also a producer on the show. They were together for six years, and they broke up. Ryan. He's such a dick. He turns out to be good. Um, He's a dick at the beginning. He is a dick at the beginning. So this is, I don't know, pretty early in the book. It's like the first time that Charlie sees Ryan, and Dave has said that Ryan is hot, like way out of my league, and then here's the bird. 
Charlie would politely disagree. Ryan looks like a pirate who's going to try to upsell you rental car insurance, some befuddling blend of scruffy and preppy that almost disguises the fact that he's rather boring to look at. Burn on Ryan. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. I gotta say, uh, a pirate who's going to try to upsell you rental car insurance, it's a good burn. Yeah. Um, and then you don't... You, Honestly, have trouble picturing it, to be honest. But, like you, but it is a good burn. You know how it makes you feel. Yeah, unwell. Um, you really don't have a burn? No, I do have a burn. It's okay. the one you're about to read. Okay. Um, so this is from when Charlie and Dave go to a their first practice date. They go out to brunch to a restaurant called Juniper's. You're saying yes, because this was the burn that you had found, right? I am so excited about my burn. Yeah. Okay. Juniper's restaurant is a crew favorite, thanks to its proximity to set and its bottomless mimosas. And when they're finally seated, the outdoor patio is packed with clusters of 20-somethings rehashing their Saturday night revels and 30-somethings with strollers refusing to give up their old way of life. And that's a burn on us. Because we're 30-somethings who would have a stroller. I guess this gets kind of... I'm going to remind you of something. What? About a year and a half ago, you and I probably permanently right. left living in the hip big city to go be boring suburbanites in Connecticut. In a place where there is like l- almost literally no brunch. We tried to get brunch with my parents and there was that oh, one yeah. restaurant. It was like, awful. What brunch? Like they open like at one o'clock. Yokels no, but here, so people. so my point was this is a burn on us, not because we're those thirty somethings who refuse to give up our old way of life, but because we're even sadder than them. A because we did give up our old way of life by leaving the city, but B there's a pandemic so we can't go to brunch. Oh, and also like we're trying to like make it happen up here. We're like, Oh, you guys have never heard of brunch? You got to get on this. It's very cool. It's very hip. You drink. It's like 11 o'clock in the morning and you drink yeah. and everyone's like fine with it. It's just like it's a burn on us. And then that's my burn. And thank you for reading it. And no thank you for taking it from our mutual notes in iBooks. The notes are not shared. Uh, Jamie, I have one last thing I want to talk to you about. Yes. The show is called Ever After. Mm-hmm. The bachelor is called the prince Mm -hmm. and he always says his iconic line at the end of every season when he asks his female sutor sutress (laughs) to uh to marry him and it's this are you interested in becoming my princess and i know what you're thinking jamie i'm not proposing again Although, on a podcast, guest starring on my podcast. And then doing it right there. It's too bad we're already married. Cause, that like, would be pretty good. That's a good way to propose yeah. to someone, right? I like that. Wait until they're guest starring on your podcast and then drop it on them. Yeah. At the end of the book, Charlie realizes that Dave Deshpandi is his true love. Mm. And they fire the producer of the show and they recut the, ep- the whole season so that it's about Daphne discovering that she's a lesbian. And Charlie and Dave realizing that they are in love. That's cute. And then they meet up again. And Charlie says the following line. Dave Deshpande, are you interested in becoming my prince? You see any problem with that? No, but I bet you will. freely. It's intellectual property theft. From what? Oh, I'm sorry. Charlie, the prince, asks Dave to be his prince. One prince, two prince. <laughs> I want a divorce. It's two princes, Jamie. You are Put your ha- headphones back in. My headphones are in. My glasses are off. You're going to have to propose to me again on a podcast because I want a divorce. <laughs> it's two princes. When was this book written? Like... This let's year, look. like last year, I think. Okay, well, guess what, Jamie? Let's look, let's look. When did the Spin Doctors song, Two Princes, come out? 1991, Jamie. Was this author even alive then? I doubt it. I was barely alive then. I was Seven. Seven. And this woman's like, oh, I've got two princes. Guess what? So did the spin doctors in 1991. Okay. Allison Cochran. Okay. 
And it's IP freely, and it's our segment about intellectual property theft. And Alison Cochran took the idea of two princes right from the dank spin doctor. How dare? She? How dare she? <sighs> Anything else you want to talk about? No. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. You seem sleepy. You don't want to like <laughs> ride that energy. Do you think I make good podcasts when I'm sleepy? Ride the energy. Okay. Um, I've got two. Do- I've got two. Oh, consultants. okay. Unless you just want to go, let's no, just do it real quick. Let's do it real quick. We didn't. There's. I don't think we can do girth check because there's no. It's, they don't talk about yeah. their dicks at all. All right. Um, and not that I care. I'm just a. I'm a butcher. I'm a bingus butcher. You know. Am I allowed to care? I've got no emotional attachment to these dicks. Can I care? Sure. I'm not putting value judgments. I just I like to know about dicks. Yeah, you're a you're a connoisseur, right? Yeah. As he reads the dialogue, he can hear Dave's voice almost as if he's lying on the bed next to Charlie, reading it aloud to him. He doesn't know a damn thing about screenplays and jargon, like MCU and EXT. MCU stands for Marvel Cinematic Universe, idiot. But somehow, he can imagine the world Dev is creating with his words all the same. The protagonist, Ravi Patel, is Dev, the hopeless romantic who has been unlucky in love but is still convinced of its almighty power. There is a meat cute, as Dev would call it. Ring, 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 ring. Ring, 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 ring. Hello? Hi. Who is this? I. It's Jamie. Who's this? Hi, it's Horny Tanner. Oh, hi. And I'm one of the two lewd branding consultants. Oh, hello. Yes. We- and I'm joined here by my um, lover. Her name is Horny Jamie. Hey, what's up? And we're here to to um, talk about meat cute. And our idea. It's not horny enough. It's not horny enough, but it could be. It could be. It could be because Tanner, uh, in the book, in the notes you're reading, how is meat cute spelled? M, E, E, T hyphen, C U T E. And now I'm going to propose something to you. I'm going to okay. propose some horny branding yeah what if it was spelled m-e-a-t cute oh like dicks like dicks i don't like it oh i love it Ah! (laughs) and i here's here's your hundred thousand dollars thank you and it's meat cute and it's meat as in penis meat yeah meatus that's actually not what that word means. What? Meatus. It's not. It's not about dicks. You're, you're going to be so embarrassed in about thirty seconds. Sorry, I have to take this. This isn't horny, Jamie. This is science writer and pedant, Jamie. <laughs> you're going to be so embarrassed in a second. Did you, did you get there? Yep. All right. What's a what's a meatus? I'll tell you what a meatus is, Jamie. A meatus is the male urethra and the narrow fibromuscular tube that connects urine and semen from the bladder and ejaculatory ducts, respectively, to the exterior of the body. That can't be right. No, they're just they're describing the urethra. Yeah. A meatus is a passage or opening leading to the interior of the body. It's a pee hole. So, so it is part of a penis. It's also your ear. Yeah, I didn't is say it was just your penis. Mm-hmm. The urethral meatus is a meatus, but yes. Anyway, that's my point too. So a meatus is a penis, but anyway, we did it. You knocked it out of the park, and this is why sometimes we have to bring in some fresh talent, some fresh meat. To meet cute. Yeah, to meet cute, which is like um, it's like a regular meet cute with porking. Anyway. Okay, cool. That's the episode. Ooh. Thank you so much for joining us this week, Jamie Greenring. Thank you for having me. Nay, Green. Thank you. Thank you for marrying me. All that stuff. Thank you for marrying me. Thank you for the baby. This time next week, Jack will still have a newborn baby at his house, Lewis, baby Lewis, and Jamie and I will still be doing this show together. 
Uh, and we will be covering the 2020 film Emma, starring uh, Anya Taylor Joy, Big Eyes, Mick Big Eyes, sure, and and my Squarehead. boyfriend Johnny Flynn and Squarehead and Pointy Face, lots of good faces, long Let's, neck, low long neck, no eyebrows. Yep, no eyebrows. Uh, lots of unique-looking people in that film. Hell of a film. Uh, both of us have seen it before, and we are pointedly doing it because should I have asked to do Emma while Jack was my co-host, <laughs> he would have absolutely made me do the like 1993 absolutely not. Emma starring. We can't let that happen. Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow. Paltrow. No yeah. way. So. No. So next week we're watching the good Emma. Yep. Yep. That. So look forward to that. Uh, sex havers. What are they called? Bed pots. Bed pots. Sex yep. heads. Sex heads. Jamie, thank you so much for joining us. Sex pots. Bug beds. Tanner, do you have an outro? Uh, thank you for joining us as well. Um, please do rate and review the show on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Do um, check out our merch. Uh, it's at some website somewhere. I don't remember where. Um, I can't remember exactly what the URL is, but I'm sure you can find it if you just do a little bit of Googling. This has been Strange Bedfellows. Jack usually does the outro, and I don't really have his his patter down yet. Um, but it's a horny, sexy podcast where a man and his wife talk about horny, sexy books. Um... I think that's it. Don't you like read something from the book and you put podcast in it? No, we stopped doing it. Oh. We might be childhood friends and I might drive you around the bend. But I'm sure it's crazy kids will like it all in the end. I might kiss you on the lips despite your nose. But I guess that's how it goes. Let's keep falling in love with our strange bedfellows. All right, I'm, I'm recording. I'm recording as well. You ready to go? Yeah, we count? Yep. Okay. One. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. Seven. Eight. Nine. <laughs> ten. I stopped paying attention and got worried that <laughs> I was counting wrong. Jack does that all the time. Jack will will be counting and I'll say a number and Jack will say it along with me because he's <laughs> such like a, a control freak. This is a 